Value Town is a production of ChamMV TV. Find out all show information and details at ChamMV.tv. Value Town is directly supported by listeners like yourself via patreon.com slash value town. This is our town. Welcome. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 199 of Value Town. I'm Chan Man V, and this week I'm welcoming on the show Cora and Edelweiss for the actually Edelweiss for the first time. Cora's returning yeah. for I don't know how many times now. How many times have we done the show together now? Cora. This is I think three. Three? It's only been three. Oh, it's like so much more um, than that. Okay, it's just three. Just three. Oh, it's good to be back regardless. Yeah, definitely. And then Edelweiss for the first time. If you don't know Edelweiss, she's a very talented player in the community. Welcome. Thanks. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I like the background. That we were talking about before the show that that you've got this really cool uh, stained glass looking window there. Like I, I've never seen a stained glass window as somebody's background. So that's that's <laughs> really awesome. <laughs> yeah, green it's not, right it's not like legit stained glass. glass. It's it's more like I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just like something stuck on there. But yeah, things like the legit, or or maybe the legit ones that I used to do. I don't know if you guys did it when you were were younger, but did you ever do those things where you put it in the oven and then they would come out and it'd be like like a stained glass thing? Did you guys yep. ever do that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I do that for the uh, around the holidays. You can get like really cheap um, stained glass kits from like Michaels. Right. Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah, every year. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, well, everybody, you know, obviously, uh, welcome to, uh, you know, I'm glad you guys are tuning into the show, but we've got a good number of things to talk about. Um, lots of news this week, but we'll definitely start off talking about the game. You know, I know you guys want, always want to hear about the game. So we'll talk about some standard and wild meta and what we're playing. Uh, but news wise, we've got news across the board, whether it's, uh, you know, about uh, certain people leaving the team, certain interesting testimonies about, uh, you know, some members of Blizzard recently, as well as uh, the whole Ellie fiasco that happened in the Overwatch community that alarmingly, you know, seemed very similar to the Magic Amy incident that we had in Hearthstone, which brought up a lot of different discussions that I think would be uh, great to even talk about on the show. And then lastly, we got Q&A. As always, you guys, any, if you guys have any questions, uh, you can save them for a Twitch chat or you can just go ahead and tweet them to ValueTownGG and we'll read them out. So uh, our week in Hearthstone, what have you guys been up to? Playing Standard, Wild, and anything specifically? Uh, I have been leaning more towards Wild this last week because yeah. this mm -hmm. month is where the top 100 ladder finishers yeah. in Wild do qualify for the Wild tournament. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I'll end up casting it. I casted the one from last year, but I figured if I cast it, I should play it. And if I don't get offered to cast it, then I would like to play in it. So nice. I grinded from 25 to 4 over the last couple of days with a really basic Wild Even Shaman. Um, very powerful, aggressive build. Nothing super special. Um, I know Edelweiss has been playing uh, some stuff that is a lot more fun than that. <laughs> what, even Shaman's not fun? You better, you better hope that Ike's not on I enjoy it a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't put Baku in my sideboard like Ike does. I'm not quite so flashy. Yeah, yeah. I'll never. I mean, that's that's always going to be remembered. Uh, Edelweiss, what have you been playing? 
I, I don't know about more fun. It's it's more just uh, I don't know two two sides of a different hated coin. So I was playing Odd Warrior initially. Oh, I'm no. sure <laughs> all the Odd Rogues and, and Odd or and even Shamans hated me. Um, mostly though, because it also beats Big Priest, mm-hmm. which is my uh, most hated deck in Wild, um, along with Treachery Warlock. But oh, what got me Warlock. to what got me to Legend was actually um, I call it Rizaka's Priest because uh, that's how I remember it. But oh. you know, everyone calls it Reno Priest in Wild. Um, right. Still, same idea though. Play Raza, play the Death Knight, and then just burst your opponent down with a huge combo. Uh, in Wild, we have. Um, Spawn of Shadows in addition to, to mm-hmm. Velen. Right. So you can get some pretty insane combos with the, you know, adding four damage to each of your hero powers. You just have to make sure you don't kill yourself in the process. Yeah, we have the deck right here. Like this is on um, Tempest Storm's uh, site here with their wild report. And yeah, this is, this is cool. I have, I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't played wild in, in a very, very long time. So, uh, it's kind of cool to see just the variety that that's actually good right now. Like, how many decks would you say are actually viable in Wild? You know, you know, with Standard, we've got like twenty, right, twenty-five or something like that. In Wild, I mean, is it double that? Is is there like forty, fifty <laughs> decks that are are viable in Wild? It's definitely a lot. I mean, yeah. there's only like six that Temple Storm puts in Tier One, right. but I think like Tier Two is a lot closer than like we usually think about tier two and, and I don't know in, in different pocket metas, there's really a ton of decks where it's just like, if you know what you're doing, you can do just fine in, in the wild meta. Right. Um, just seems like there's so much that's still unexplored with wild. Yeah. And this is probably mm-hmm. the first month that we've had a real influx of players playing the wild ladder. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting um, some new fun stuff to emerge over this month as more and more people hit legend and and then hit the high legend ranks in wild. Just usually there's um, such a lower player base in wild as compared to standard. Yeah, I mean Thorstein by itself. Like, I mean, uh, I can yeah. I mean, imagining Thorstein right now even in standard is just like what wow. <laughs> like that would be a sick sick card right now in the the current game. So yeah. I mean just with everything just coming together like that. That's crazy. So there's just nothing that's just crazy broken right now in, in wild, like there used to be. Uh, I don't think so. Corey. Well, that's good. That's great. After, after they nerfed Aviana and Nagasi, Witch, mm-hmm, yeah, nothing is like too insane. You can still go Barnes on four into Yasharaj <laughs> as a big priest and just yeah. blow out your opponent by turn five. But yeah. um, it's, it's a lot harder to get giants out very quickly. I know that you can do it with um, Thakal in a Paladin deck. Mm-hmm. You can put yeah. in a Giant, mm-hmm. but that's well, like, much the more... The rest of the deck is kind of mediocre. So yeah. I don't know. Okay. So, but, no, that's good. I mean, the, the, having the state of Wild be, you know, in that where, where there's nothing just overpowered is great. So it's ex- extremely hard to accomplish. So I uh, wonder yeah. if it's on purpose or just lucky, but whatever it is, it's definitely great to be there. And, um, you know, having the event, I think, is, is always, you know, a really good thing to motivate people to play. And I'm sure they're getting more stats too, you know, from it. So that's, that's definitely awesome. Um, the, the event is, there's no date announced quite yet, right, for the event? Or has they, have they announced um, the date? 
you know what? I'm not yeah, we sure were, we about We were trying that, to look for actually. that earlier, but I don't, I don't know of a date quite yet, but, um, I know there was a blog post, um, but I, I don't know if it said, honestly, if there was a date, I've not yeah. been told about anything. Okay. So everybody's just kind of playing for the January, uh, just the January finish. And yeah. I guess yeah. we'll see where, when it is after that, after that. Um, oh, oh no. Okay. They did. They did say it. Did they say so it? Okay. Playoffs are February 16th. Oh, okay. okay. And then the that's finals good. are February 23rd. Oh, okay. That's okay. good. So that's a little fast. bit before before Worlds and mm-hmm. good. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty soon after. I mean, I, I would assume you'd want it to be soon after. Wait, February 23rd, they said? Dude, that's like right before championships. I know. It's like literally. It's like consecutive <laughs> weekends, I think. Oh, the Wild Things consecutive weekends? Yeah. Well, it's. I, I, I think championships is the weekend after that. I want to mm-hmm. say. It's yeah. It's very close. Okay, so uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be anywhere close to Taiwan, but you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll they're, they're trying to fill the gap in this off season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a good way to do it. No, for sure. Play. For sure, it is. Yeah, I mean, the next three weeks we have playoffs, right? And that leads into the beginning of February. So yeah, yeah. there's just be a little bit of break in between there, and then. And then wild, and then world championships. It's going to be pretty sweet uh, beginning of the year here. Yeah, lots uh, to look forward to. So I've been playing standard. So maybe I'm the only person playing standard this week. Uh, <laughs> played actually two decks that uh, I think one of them is the Lay's deck that the Clone Priest, which I've played. I played Clone Priest for a long time now. So like having it actually be good, and it's probably something Adelbach just hates, given that you don't like the, the big priest. But, uh, you know, like, having it be good now is actually pretty amazing, because I always just played it to try to get 50% on it. Um, and then I played Jakar Druid, or Hakar Druid, which is... I still don't get it, man. I still I still cannot win with this deck, where I, I'm watching streamers always win with this deck, and I still lose all the time with this deck. So I'm, I think I'm still trying to figure out all the little nuances to it. Um, but both are super fun. Have you guys played either of these decks? I've seen them played. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I still watch um, you know, streamers who are playing standard and stuff, and certainly the... Hakar Druid has insane cycle with all these zero mana spells. Yeah. So um, some people manage to get it, the combo off very quickly. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm more of a fan of the standard version of Resurrect Priest. It's a lot more fair. Uh, it can still do <laughs> some pretty fair. disgusting I mean... things, but uh, <laughs> like... right, yeah, right. no, no binds. Makes no me barns. happy. Yeah, no barns, but you know <laughs> the the crazy sixty damage sometimes you can just pull <laughs> off out of out of nowhere is pretty pretty tough to avoid, even if you're odd warrior. But um, but no, I, I've been having you know definitely been having a great time. I mean, I've had a lot of success with the priest. I mean, I I think Zalay even got to number one, having some insane win rate, like an eighty percent win rate or something like that. So I I've had personally, I think seventy percent win rate with this deck, like. It's oh. super good right it's now. Impressive. Yeah, I love this priest deck. Uh, I played a similar version to Legend a couple months back mm-hmm. after yeah. Savitz sort of broke out with the deck, and then mm-hmm. Osmo started picking it up. Yeah, um, but I have not tried the Witchwood Grizzly version, so I might give that a little bit of a go. I think I'm rank four in standard right now. I've like mm-hmm. gone up and down a little bit at the beginning of the month, but I haven't seriously tried grinding to Legend yet. I'm sure I will at some point, but <laughs> yeah, I mean. Eh, ladder's always just been kind of a 
whenever I get around to it kind of thing. Right, right. Um, as long as the meta is not significantly changing, you know, with last month having all the balance changes, you know, you had to grind as much as you could to really be up to date on everything. But now it's, we're, we're sort of plateauing again a little bit. And, yeah. Or we haven't um, seen any new decks. It's just easier to take some time. Right. It, it's not so many new decks that we, we're seeing. It's all yeah. just a bunch of existing decks that, that kind of take different places, you know, in the meta. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this Har uh, this ha Hakar deck is obviously pretty new, but it, it still resembles other other uh, type of draw out your cards and you know uh, whether it's uh, it, you know any of those uh, those single player decks is what I like to call them. So uh, it's nothing too different here, uh, but you guys should try it. Yeah, the Witchwood Grizzly. I used to run two just to try it out when things were super aggressive, but now 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 it's just basically Odd Paladin's the only thing. So. There's so many things to kill odd paladins, uh, or in terms of this deck, so it's not yeah. not as important as it was before. Um, but yeah, you guys should try it out. Try out both of these decks if you guys uh, you know don't see it. It's in the show notes, the link to to the these decks, so you can check it out. But um, yeah, outside of that, just the meta right now. I think just just kind of like touching on the meta real quick. Uh, you know, we were just talking about odd paladins still. Still good, <laughs> you know. Still, still real good. good. Still got uh, it. Yeah, exactly. Kind of looking at that top uh, rank five to to one here. Actually, there's a lot of tier one uh, decks right now. I didn't realize there were six of them. Yeah, Man. yeah. I definitely I'm my shot. lots of paladin in playoffs. Odd and even. Yeah, which one do you like? Which one do you like better, odd or even? Like, if you had to choose one. Odd. I hate even paladin. <laughs> Why? You hate playing I it or playing against it? it? Okay. Oh. Really? It's because. I spent so much time casting it right when it broke out again, yeah. and it just like sucked so bad. Like, everybody kept bringing it, and it was so bad. And then I had I had to play it for WSOE because Odd Paladin got nerfed, and I tried convincing my friend Ray to let me play OTK Paladin because yeah. I love that deck, and he's like, "No, you're playing even Paladin." And I was like, "This sucks, but okay, fine." And Turns out Odd Paladin was the choice all along. <laughs> Even Paladin was just so bad. Like, I think I won two games with it in the entire tournament. It just did not feel good. It's not enjoyable for me, at the very least. I know there are some people who love it, it's... who live and die by this deck. I'm just not that person. I mean, it's doing pretty well. I mean, it's only 0.02% less than the Odd one, so... Vindication. Uh... Yeah, I play, I play Mech Paladin. So Mech Paladin, okay, Mech Paladin's <laughs> fun too. That deck is sweet. Yeah, that, that deck has sweet. performed amazing for me. It's either been banned or uh, or gets you know one to two wins. So it's amazing how many times, like no matter how many times I play against even Paladin recently. I always get shocked when they run Avenging Wrath on me. And I'm just like, oh, I did not see that coming. Even though like, I've played against it so many times. It's like always a surprise whenever they do that to me. It's like, who plays that card? Oh my gosh. But everybody plays that card now. So <laughs> It's such a throwback, though, I know, to like, isn't your it? original aggro paladin, where that was your finisher in the quality Avenging Wrath. Right. Yeah. Gotta give props to any deck that runs Wind Fury Harpy, too. You know, it's like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> do, we, do we really? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? I, I told my brother about that card and he was like, that's not that's not actually the name of the card, is it? I'm like, no, that's the card. Wind Fury Harpy. <laughs> it's literally what it is and does. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm not just describing a, a card that I don't know the name of. That's right. what it's called. Right. It has Wind Fury and uh, it's, it's a harpy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like all these decks are really close right now. It's a it's a pretty 
diverse meta. I mean, it's been a diverse meta for a long time, but I think even the percentages right now are super close. Like, there's not much of a divide here. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, just climb the ladder. You can climb the ladder with lots of. I played Control Priest a lot last week. That was kind of hit or miss a bit, but uh, uh, that's a fun one too, just with all the dragons and everything. So, um, it's just another super balanced meta. Yeah. Which is awesome. This has been, like, honestly, one of the best years of Hearthstone metas that we've ever had. Not the most exciting, yeah. but you have the most options by far. That's true. That's true. So, well, and there are, are exciting are options that just aren't on the stats. Which, which is what? Which is what? Well, so, so Brian Kibler <laughs> oh, hit boy. twenty <laughs> legends with, um, like the the is hand mage where the only spell is to draw three cards if they're minions. Uh, Book of Spectres. Yeah, Book of oh, Spectres. Oh, well, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he, he hit rank twenty legends. Wow. No, it's it's the off season, so like you know, take it with a little grain of salt. But still. that's still very impressive. I think he went like twenty five and five or something. Wait, wait, what else is in it? <laughs> like, I'm trying to, I, I need, I'm uh, not going to find it here. Astromancer, meteorologist, okay. mountain giant, elemental right. synergy, probably. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's, right. That's interesting. I think it's got blaze colors. It no longer, it actually no longer has the Astromancer. Really? Oh, it doesn't. The Astromancer. Yeah. It doesn't have but a cube in it, does it? 25 and 5. It does not have cubes. So okay, okay. I can, I was going to say. Oh, 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 I can put it in the show notes, but. Okay. He's, he's labeled it such big strong hands. Big <laughs> strong hands. Nice. That's so funny. Nice. Very Kibler. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Yeah, very, very Kibler. Um, so I guess if, if you're let's see. I guess if you're a smart player, I'm trying to look up popularity right now. If you're a smart player right now, you are playing I guess you're playing Spell Hunter in Legend. And wow, look at the spell hunter in these ranks. The popularity of it. It's crazy. I guess you're playing something that counters spell hunter. Huh. Yeah, something right now. And that's kinda kinda interesting. I don't know if you guys ever uh, ever pick decks based on this type of stuff, but <laughs> it definitely has a better matchup against Odd Paladin than mid range hunter. Yeah, for sure. Like Odd Paladin's not even popular. Look at this. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. But guys, you, you know what else is smart? You know what you know what else you would do if you were you were smart. This is such a terrible lead-in. This is crazy bad. <laughs> You're supposed to say what, Chan Man? What, Chan Man? What should we do? You should be using ZipRecruiter to like if you're if you're looking to hire people right now. <laughs> ZipRecruiter oh, sponsoring the show. <laughs> ZipRecruiter sponsoring the show. So uh, I just want to let you guys know that. And unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter finds qual qualified candidates for you. It's got powerful matching technology. Scans thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills and education experience that you're looking for. And then they actually actively invite them to your job. Like you don't have to actually do anything. They'll just, you know, it does it for you. And then so, you know, everybody that actually, you know, you'll be in contact with will be qualified just to begin with, which is nice. So you don't have to, you know, kind of weed through that yourself. And then uh, ZipRecruiter is also rated number one by employers in the U.S. This, and this rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over a thousand reviews. So right now, for all you Value Town listeners, you can uh, try ZipRecruiter for free. If you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Value Town right now, you, uh, you can sign up, you can immediately start using it, and you can show your support for the show as well as ZipRecruiter. Again, it's ZipRecruiter.com slash Value Town, and ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay, well, let's talk about some news. 
So we've got some, uh, let's say first thing I got here is that, did you know that Wendy's is a fan of Hearthstone? I mean, so Wendy's is like my favorite fast food joint. And so it, you know, it definitely resonated with me. And just to give you a little bit of insight, I even have a share of Wendy's. Like I bought a share of their stock just because I, I'm such a big fan of Wendy's. And not, not that I actually am confident about their stock or not, but I, I, I'm just such a big fan that I felt like I should own at least something of, of Wendy's. So seeing that they, uh, at least the person who's in charge of social media ended up tweeting that, uh, let me kind of bring it up here. It's, it's kind of funny. Let's see. Wendy's yeah. social media game is amazing. Isn't oh, it's it? On so point. good. Phenomenal. So good. Yes. I, I was never familiar with this this particular sector of, of Twitter that is fast yeah. food social media, but it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, totally. So just, yeah, the Light Seekers game, you know, said something about preferring McDonald's as a meme or, you know, just a troll. And then Wendy's replied, we prefer Hearthstone, <laughs> which was so good. Amazing. Uh, but that's always nice. Maybe we can get a Wendy sponsorship one of these days, you know, for one of the, something for an event. I will, for, yeah. I will pimp the four for four as much you as did. they want me. Yes. It's a product I truly believe in. <laughs> Which one do you get? Which one do you get? The... Uh, I get the junior bacon cheeseburger. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it's like, you know, just the option to have a burger and some nuggets. Right. And drink. Yeah. Growing up, I was always the kid, like my family was like, you know what? No, we're not going to buy soda. We have drinks at home. You don't get a drink when you go out to eat. So getting a drink <laughs> in the food is like mind blowing for me as an adult. It is such a luxury. They have the best I nuggets. Mean, I, I still stand by it. I still think they have the best nuggets. And people are like Chick Fil A or whatever. I don't their know. spicy nuggets were so good. Yeah. So, I so, miss fast food so much. Yeah. Well, you're gonna have it soon, right? You're gonna be back soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, w I wouldn't recommend. There's no cheeseburgers in Israel. Fun fact. <laughs> oh gosh. I mean, honestly, okay. probably a good thing. I. I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say, you know, it's like the beginning of the year. We're supposed to be on our resolutions, so. You know. I will say I haven't had Wendy's in a very long time, but I remember it fondly. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, all right. So next bit of news we got here. Um, so. From the esports section, um, Che Cho has left the esport uh, team, the HS esport team, which uh, you know Shay was, you know, basically the leader of the entire esports team. So um, that's obviously big news, and um, they haven't announced a replacement quite yet. So no idea who's going to be replacing him. But he's moved on to Ubisoft or Ubisoft. Yep. I always say it wrong. It's like Ubisoft, right? Yeah, so, I'm not sure how to say it either. Yeah, and he's a. Uh, I think he's director of esports over there now. So, uh, um, I thoughts? will say I think that Sam Braithwaite is in his position. Okay. Uh, I brought up Sam Braithwaite in partnership with Che, mm -hmm. and knowing now that Che has a position at Ubisoft and left Blizzard, it's probably because Che was looking for something else. I would think, mm, okay. um, and that would leave Sam in that position. Okay. Okay, so they do actually have uh, somebody in place, so it shouldn't be too bad of a transition then. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, Shay's been running you know, the eSports team for the last couple of years, so, you know, I think a lot, a lot of what you've seen with HTT has been a product of, you know, his work and, uh, you know, his team. So, um, you know, I think what this means is probably some changes happening. I mean, I think most of the team's still going to be the same, so I don't think we have a big turnover there. But... Um, yeah, you know, definitely good luck to him, and you know, thanks for, thanks to him for you know just doing all the work he's done. I mean, have you worked with him, Cora, at all? You know, like, I mean, you were obviously 
casting for HDT and things like that? Yeah, I um, I didn't work with Jay too much, but um, the casters did have a meeting talking about some stuff for next year mm-hmm. um, at the previous championships, and there are a lot of big personalities among the casters, so I didn't get a <laughs> no, chance to talk really? that much. <laughs> you would never guess. No, um, I didn't no. get a chance to, no talk. to talk all that much. Um, and Jay right. pulled me aside after the meeting and, and had a one-on-one with me just to make sure that he could get my feedback as well. And I really oh, that's appreciate nice. it. He was always very kind to me. Okay. Yeah, that's that's definitely nice. You know, just even to be aware of that, you know, in the way yeah. that you weren't able, able to get a word in there. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, good luck to him. And, uh, you know, I, I generally speaking, I think it's good to get new blood in into the mix. You know, I don't know if Sam's been around for a long time or not, but, um, you know, I, I think having some turnover can be good for us. You know, we're, we're kind of seeing some turnover with the game, you know, with Ben and, and crew leaving. And, you know, I think that some turnover even in, in the esports you know, section is, is a good thing as well. So see what happens in the next year, you know, after, uh, uh, you know, I guess Shay, Shay's influence is, is, you know, gone and see what people do. Uh, next bit of news is uh, a lot of folks today have been talking about the survey that was uh, sent out to a lot of folks. Did you either of you guys get the survey? I never got the survey, but... I didn't check my email. Okay, okay. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. So this survey had a lot of questions. It had like 30 to 40 questions, and they were mostly about the last expansion, which is cool. You know, like, I think it's great for them to get feedback and, and, you know, really make some decisions based on, you know, what everybody's thinking. But uh, a couple questions towards the end had specifically to do with esports, and one of them particularly caused a lot of stir, uh, or at least stirred a bunch of things up in the community, which was, would you still support Hearthstone if they stopped doing esports? And with the whole Heroes of the Storm thing that happened recently, that's like huge red flag, like big, big red flag, right? Yeah, so... What do you think, guys? Should we should we think much about this, or are we are we like over exaggerating what this might mean? Uh, like, what do you guys think? It's real I mean, spooky. Spooky. <laughs> I don't know why they would ask the question if they did not want an answer to it. Right. 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 Um, yeah. They just wouldn't have asked it in the first place if it wasn't a possibility of anything happening to Blizzard Esports. But yeah. my rational brain is telling me that. Hearthstone is a cash cow for Blizzard. It makes them a lot of money. And if esports going away would hurt that in any way, right. that they wouldn't do it. So I, I think the overwhelming negative reaction that they're getting is positive for us right. because it means that right. Hearthstone esports yeah. right. will very likely not go anywhere. And I'll go further and say everybody gets a survey. Say no. There you go. So that we can definitely keep you sports in, in our stone. So, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's the same thing. It's like, I, I think we're, you know, we shouldn't play, think too much about it. But, you know, in, in some crazy scenario, everybody said yes to this. You know, like, wouldn't, and Activision, for some reason, has a lot to do with this survey. I think you know that might be some cause for concern, but if it is just purely you know Team Five doing it, and you know it's just just to get some just, just again just to get some real stats or, re- or real data from from the yeah. community, then that's okay. I, I think I'm okay with that question being asked. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's scary. It is scary though. <laughs> I mean, I'm worried for a few of the titles. Hearthstone being the last, like one of the last ones to be worried about, but yeah. you know some of the other yeah. titles. 
I mean, obviously, Hots being gone, it, it just puts it in the back of your mind that it could mm -hmm. happen to other games that you love. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. There's still a lot that we don't know about next year. There's still a lot that I don't know about next year, and yeah. I am hoping to be directly involved in it. So. Yeah, I mean, we, I, one thing we do know is that there's going to be less events. You know, I, I think that's been clear, at least what they announced. So, um, yeah, yeah, I figured this month, hopefully, that they'll they'll give us some more details. But I, I figured the playoffs would be a good time to announce stuff. You know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe after playoffs. You think so after? Okay, I just figured a lot of people will be watching and it might be a good time to, you know, I don't know unveil something. But it would Honestly, be kind of weird. I don't think we're going to be getting a ton of information until our own worlds. Really? Man, yeah. That's a long that time. would feel really bad. That's weird. I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, it's already rough that all the teams, like the way they most of them do their contracts, is that it ends at the year. Mm -hmm. So they have yeah. like they've already been evaluating, and with no news, you know, a lot of people are are getting dropped. Um, yeah. Good team, um, no longer has a team, so she's looking, um, mm -hmm. and. Uh, Baby Bear, a, a European player, um, same deal. So, any any talks or any? Or have you heard anywhere from the grapevine that um, there may be at least some internal talks? You know, with team owners and you know, like I know team owners had a, a lot of insight into last year. You know, just what we did in 2018, or mm -hmm. at least what HTT was in 2018. Any you guys hear anything about that in 2019? Like I haven't heard anything. Oh, I don't think anyone knows what you know, yeah. the future format is going to be. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's not even just the format, just whether it's worth investing in players, you know? Like I will say I had a meeting with the other commentators to learn some things. Mm -hmm. And since then, a lot of it has changed. So I'm really, okay. Yes, I'm quite, I'm quite in the dark too. And I, I, I will say, I like that they're taking the time to figure it out yeah. and they're taking the yeah. time to make it right instead of feeling rushed by um, community response. But, mm -hmm. you know, it is still a little bit scary to have so much up in the air at this point, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, people have been talking about maybe it would be a, a one-deck format uh, this year um, since Blizzard had mentioned, like, oh, the format will more resemble, you know, what when you play on ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was all that negative backlash. I, I even ha had skepticism about it. But then after this specialist tournament, I really wonder if that, I don't know, that could be a really good format. Um, uh, I, I don't think long-term-wise it's a you know, good format, you know, just in terms of the official championship. But I do like it as like a one-off tournament for sure. You know, I, I think it, it's kind of interesting. It creates storylines and and uh, but particularly with a specialist type of event, it, it created great storylines because you know we have these people that are notable for their their classes and things like that. But as you know, for a world champion type of thing, I, I'd just be afraid that a lot of people would just play the same class. You know, like if people yeah. just figured out what the meta was for that, then it would be super boring. Like if that happened, I mean, it it does happen sometimes. I remember like there was a Magic Pro Tour I watched where like five of the top eight were blue black control, but. I don't know. I, I don't think it's that unusual for card games. Maybe it would be too weird for Hearthstone, though, based on what the viewership is used to. Yeah. I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I I uh, 
have no idea what it's going to be, to be honest. I hope it resembles something closer to what you guys did at WSOE. You know, I think that was Honestly, super cool. Like That format is hands down the best format I've ever played. But yeah. also hardest freaking format I've ever played. <laughs> but that's awesome. It can only work for like top 16s, I feel like. You can't have like a 512-person bracket with that format. It's yeah. just too time-consuming. Yeah, it okay. It takes so long. That's true. It, it, it's true. I think that it wouldn't take as long if there was a built-in interface that made it quicker too you know like you didn't yeah, have to do it by true. hand yeah, you sure. know and things like that so we can we can easily program something real quick to do that for everybody but um but yeah i mean for a 512 bracket yeah having everybody do it and adminning that that would be super crazy murder yeah but at the end of a tournament i'd love to see that something like that maybe after the swiss rounds are done you know, you get into this and, you know, you, you do have this banning thing. And I think that's okay for legitimacy of an event, you know, having two different type of things going on, you know, like having the Swiss rounds be a little bit different than, than the, uh, final 16. So, but, mm -hmm. uh, but it was intriguing, you know, like there was so much to talk about even before the game started. And, and I think that's where the potential of, of Hearthstone events are, are pre games and, and that we haven't even done it much with yet. So mm -hmm. I'd love to see more. I mean, I would have loved to see, you know, you guys like have cameras and you guys are choosing which decks and, you know, people are talking about just like pick bands during LCS or, or yeah. Dota, you know, or TI. So that would be definitely awesome. what it felt like. Yeah. Um, oh, somebody's asking about the announcement. Uh, I think it's uh, here. I'm just going to link it there. If you guys didn't see the announcement originally, it's uh, something here. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, um, see, moving on. Oh, we, the, moving on. So we, we had some, we, you know, we had definitely had something to break today where we had uh, a former Blizzard employee, particularly in the Hearthstone Esports uh, group, that had a very horrible story, to be honest, about just how he was, he was treated, you know, um, while he was in uh, the team, between, I think it was between 2016 and 2017, and... Um, you know, I I'll I'll link you guys the uh, twit longer. You know that he he ended up posting today, um, but I don't want to get too much into it. But I'll, I'll tell you just at least personally, you know, a lot of what was said there is you know was kind of horrifying and uh, super disappointing. You know, in terms of of the team and, and how things were handled, uh, and um, you know, I, I hope things change for sure. You know, with the team, or I hope they have changed, given that this was like two almost two years ago. But, um, yeah, any quick thoughts on it? Again, I don't want to get too far into it because mostly, guys, because this is his story, you know, and, and I believe mo most of what he's saying. I, I believe all of what he's saying, to be honest. But there's always other people's side of, of the whole thing. There's always things left out, you know, whether intentionally or not. And it's hard to judge something completely if you don't have all the data. So, um, I don't know. Thoughts on first reactions reading this thing? Uh, scary. Yeah really scary for me personally because I work with a lot of those people and I've known very different sides of them from what has been described so um, for me it's you know you don't really know what to think and you don't want to believe that your heroes are infallible but mm -hmm. it's very possible that they are um, so yeah I don't know I, I believe him and that's terrifying for me yeah in my case, I have more of an out, you know, outsider perspective. I'm not closely affiliated with any of the characters, but um, it really just 
it was a it was a tragic story of of you know a company really letting someone down and and sort of losing them in the uh, the the struggle to to try and like put out HSE Sports. Yeah. Um, and this was someone who put in countless hours of work mm-hmm. and ended up being underappreciated and kind of discriminated against and stereotyped. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a long read, but it's well worth the read. Um, you know, these things happen even at companies that, that we, we like to see the best in. I think he actually, he posted it in response to the... Uh, Soldier 76. Soldier 76, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and people really putting Blizzard and Overwatch up as this... Uh, you know, pinnacle, of pinnacle of diversity inclusiveness and like well yeah. that's not that's not my story i've really got to get this out there mm-hmm. and i hope he's not suffering as so much now as, as he was then yeah and i mean this is a tale that you know we've seen tales even in esports and gaming that that even resemble this to, to an extent but you know i'm sure this happens in a lot of organizations and like you said you know just one that we particularly love you know, we definitely hate to hear this type of thing. And um, again, hopefully it's a, a learning experience for all the people involved. Even before this thing came out, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, learned from it, you know, even you know, being part of this whole experience. But I just hope it gets better because lots of failures in this, in this story, guys. So uh, lots of failures that ho- are fixable and hopefully will be fixed, you know, um, moving forward. But uh, yeah, definitely take a look at that, guys. And uh, yeah, just... Uh, it's good, definitely good to know, you know, what, what actually is happening behind the scenes at t- sometimes, you know, uh, let's see, let's see the next thing, another bit. Of, okay. So this is the big thing. This is definitely one of the big things that happened, uh, last week and kind of carried over obviously into this week. But, um, those of you not familiar with overwatch, uh, overwatch had, I mean, the, the soldier 76 thing was something that happened after what we're about to talk about. Um, but uh, they also had this uh, event that resembled the Magic Amy fiasco we had in, in Hearthstone, where they, they had a supposed, uh, supposedly a, a, a woman player that ended up being later revealed to be an actual uh, you know male player that ended up uh, uh, pretending to be a, you know a woman this whole time on purpose you know just to to make a point or whatever you know w- for whatever reason he said social experiment but whatever but that anyways that that kind of set up obviously it involved a team a team in contenders that actually picked them up and you know they they thought uh, she was a woman um, and um, what ended up happening is that she ended up um, leaving the team because she was getting doxxed and, and bullied. And so that, that created the narrative or that created the discussion about just women in esports and just, you know, how, how much harassment, you know, women are, like have to endure all the time. And, and, um, you know, later on, um, a Overwatch streamer, Aspen revealed that Punisher was Ellie the whole time. And it was more of just like, a joke, you know, or it's just kind of his way of, of uh, proving a point. The timing of it was really interesting because Second Wind was the team that we're talking about, and they had some people who were were uh, you know very much anti you know women in in East, you know on their team, 
And so I, I think Punisher started this whole thing because uh, uh, in reaction to that, or at least it, it resembles that given the timing of, of when this Ellie account started and everything. So um, lots of things to talk about here. I think that the fact that publications jumped on this even before even knowing, you know, like really thoroughly investigating what happened here, uh, which later on Slasher and, I mean, Richard Lewis, but Slasher mostly, you know, basically just got all the details in the matter of like a couple days and then just revealed it all, you know, and, uh, yeah. but, you know, Kotaku, Dot, Esports, all these, you know, publications that we know in Esports ended up jumping on this thing and, you know, kind of going with it, I think was a, a, a huge concern as well. So, all right, let's talk about this. Um, you know, this res re resembles Magic Amy. So I, I know, Edelweiss, you're not as familiar with Magic Amy, but Cora, I mean, was this just screaming Magic Amy to you the whole time? Yeah. Um, it's rough because I personally play a lot of Overwatch. I have mm -hmm. over a thousand hours logged on that game. And I have experienced a lot of what women in the game were coming forward and, and saying in response to Ellie yep. you know, stepping down from Second Wind before everybody knew that it was, in fact, Punisher impersonating a woman. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I was like, okay, you know what? I want to sympathize with this. I want to believe this. And I think that the media just took it and ran with it. Yeah. And ultimately, it ends up being a case of, you know, journalistic integrity and, mm -hmm. you know, media checking their sources and failing to do so. But also, it's like, what would drive somebody to do this in the first place and then call it a social experiment afterwards? And how does it affect women in gaming yep. as a result? Um, there's a lot of things that emerge from this and a lot of people who are negatively affected all over, um, all because of some stupid thing that a guy did because, mm -hmm. I don't know, he was feeling like he didn't have as much of a chance to prove himself. I don't know. He or was top five... Impressing uh, or trying yeah, to impress girl. I don't know. I mean, he was apparently like, reaching out to a lot of women to do this. So it's yeah. it's just strange. I mean, I, I think I that whole know. yeah Punisher part. I don't. I don't. Who knows what his motivation was really? But um, yeah, Edelweiss, what, what's your take on so, all this? Yeah, I, I recommend uh, this video to get the full breakdown of the situation. Uh, I put it in the show notes. It's it's by Unit Lost, and uh, well, I don't always agree with some of. Uh, like his language and, and stuff. Um, it's a really, really good summary of the situation. And one thing he mentions that I think doesn't show up a lot is that, uh, yeah, the the male streamer who did this uh, was really trolling and making money off the situation, right? Like, so he, um, you know, it was it was. I definitely think social experiment is just a cover, right? That's oh, sort of the backpedaling yeah. framing of it. But um, he found it amusing that like guys would send money at, like trying to seduce the character that it is Ellie, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and then once the whole thing blew up, and and you know I'm sure he didn't realize how much it was going to blow up. Then there were also people who like donated. Because so this was their hero, right? This this woman who's being right. um, discriminated against or whatever. Um, so there's definitely a money aspect to it, um, in addition to just sort of the immaturity. Well, so this brings up a good question because this whole thing about pretending to be 
you know, a, a woman. This this happened. This has happened before, like in many games. You know, wh whether it's MMORPGs or, or whatever, right? And people try to you know get give favors or whatever. You know, when when people will will treat you know uh, uh, women nicer or, or you know in some cases. So this has been something in the past that that's happened, and I, I mean it kind of brings up the fact like should we actually have real life verification that type of thing on you know any of our, our gaming accounts i mean is, is that something that needs to be done it's done in other countries like korea and, and whatnot like do we need to start doing that i think for a team to not verify identity yeah, is no, that's is lazy and wrong yeah, uh, like for sure. anonymity you are absolutely entitled to anonymity on the internet mm -hmm. if you are not in a position of prominence and the second that you are accepted onto a contenders team you are in a position of prominence and at that point you are you should be held to a standard yeah being who you say you are i think is the very baseline of that standard i mean that is that is low on the totem pole of things that you should expect from players that you are going to be paying yeah and i think that's really where the situation got out of hand for this guy right like mm -hmm. Uh, it was it was a little little greed and, and probably lack of foresight. I mean, probably like what should have been done at that point is if you receive an offer like that is like, oh hey look, I'm just <laughs> right. messing around. This isn't this isn't <laughs> right. real, right? right? You don't accept that offer. But then pro probably it was like, oh gosh, I wonder if I can like How push long can this. I ride this out? Right, yeah. exactly. And then it got too much for him to handle. Can you imagine if he tried to ride it out until they actually had a land they had to be at? You know, right. the, big, the biggest yeah. thing about contenders this year, the those that don't follow Overwatch, is that there there isn't going to be a land this year. It's like they're going to be completely online in 2019. Mm -hmm. And um, those of you that might not not know the details as how he was doing this, he was he had he had a woman faking his comms. Like there would be some weird delay, you know, in, in terms of somebody asking a question and then him responding, and it was always a you know a girl's voice. So. Um, it would have been really. Can you? I can't even imagine if that that's where it got to. And it's just like, okay, hey, you guys made the championships or something like that, and you now you gotta go play in the Blizzard Arena, and then this happened. Oh, man! At least it happened a, you know, way before something like that. And it, yeah, it reminds me also of there was this thing that happened with uh, some of the uh, some of the streamers, like I think Ali and Patra where they had a mod who was pretending to be a woman. Oh, and this person right. actually, actually used a voice changer. Mm -hmm. um, really? So, what, but Patra yeah, had that happen to her? Did Patra had that happen to her too? I yeah, know Ali did. I didn't what, realize it was the same, same person. Oh, same the same person. person. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It was a uh, you know, mod in multiple channels, right? Yeah. And they had yeah. no idea that, um, that it was actually a guy. And, and then the person disappeared once the, mm -hmm. the word was out. I see. I see. Yeah, it's kind of scary that way. I mean, it's, it's especially for them. I remember it being super disappointing too, because uh, you know that's one of their their mods and people that you know they trust in their community. So, um, but yeah. So w with this, you know, I, I think the discussion that was being had when people didn't know that you know it was actually Punisher, you know, and just the, you know harassment all the women. That I I kind of want to get your thoughts there because like. That, that's an ongoing thing. I mean, that uh, clearly harassment happens to women in esports. They have, you got, you know, women have harder time, no question, getting into the, sp in, into the scene. And, and um, this type of thing, these type of events just 
you know, cause it to continue to happen too, like questioning whether a, a, a woman is playing their account or not. And, you know, even just what, what with Gaguri at the time, right, back in Korea, she had to actually have a, a live show match where she's, like, yeah. sitting there and, like, you know, you have to prove that you're actually doing this. When Because literally someone said, if it's actually right. her, I will quit playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. So, um, you know, I guess my question to you guys is how how much does events like this hurt, you know, um, you know, just trying to get women into esports and you know, trying to lessen the harassment that happens or, or remove it completely. It's so much. <laughs> um, so many women in various esports scenes just want to see other women in a position of prominence, other women succeeding in a way that, um, you know, men do every day. And for Ellie, I think part of the reason that people were so upset is we have very few women in Overwatch who are in that position. Gaguri is the most prominent being on Shanghai Dragons. Um, but other than that, you know, there's there's a couple on contenders teams, not too many. And none of them that I that I know of, I'm sure there are a couple, but very few, I'll say, that play a DPS flex role. So for Ellie being what they thought was a Doomfist main, like Genji main, McCree main, and being so good at it, is like taking all of the um, narrative that, you know, women physically cannot do this as well as men and saying you're wrong. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for the fact that it ended up all being a farce is, is very damaging to a lot of the women who, you know, were really looking up to her and already saw her as a role model. Yeah. I mean, especially because it, it also proves uh, a lot of the people that like, oh, doxing is right. This was the right thing we did because we uncovered, because they're viewing it from the lens of yep. like, this was a, a like fake woman playing rather than this was a guy pretending to be a woman, right? Mm -hmm. they, they totally twist the, the narrative um, to make it like, see, we did a good thing by... Uh, doxing this person. No, it's never good to dox someone, right? Like it's a horrible invasion of privacy. Right. It's, it's awful. Right. But you know, extremists are always going to to prove themselves right with with the narrative. So yeah, and it's know, just unfortunate for all parties involved. Yeah, and that's what that's what's. It's just it, it ended up being. I mean, it, it it ends up being a negative from this. You know what I just asked here. But, but a lot of things is just a waste of time too, you know? So it, it's crazy how just one person can cause this type of disruption and he really shouldn't have been able to do this. You know, and that's like kind of where the failure is with like the team not, not checking in. Uh, one clarification, just to make sure folks know that Blizzard, you know, Blizzard didn't allow this person to be in the, you know, like, like in contenders. Yeah. I mean, never got to the point where this person was added to the, officially added to the roster and was like ready to play, you know, whether it was uh, starting or not. So Blizzard said that they definitely do background checks, you know, when it comes time to that, that point. So with, it was, you know, hundred percent the failure of the team to, to, you know, do background checks and, and sign somebody like that without doing it. And then yeah. also, you know, for all these news sites that, you know, jumped on it and just broadcasted this thing to like even like millions of people that, you know, it might not have been as, as big of a deal. So, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. And, and again, the reason we're talking about this is because it, it did, does remind me of like Magic Amy and what happened back then. And, and it kind of, you know, this brings up the same thing, you know, with Hearthstone, 
you know, we are generally at our homes playing the game behind a computer and, you know, there's, there's obviously talks at uh, maybe recently of just about co-oping streams and things like that. Like how is that fair and, and, and whatnot? So I still think that there's sentiments like that in our community. I mean, it's, it's very strong in our community as well. And the, the one thing about magic gaming, I have to say is that it, it's not conclusive as to what really happened with magic gaming you know, where, you know, with this Punisher Ellie thing, you know, at least there's a resolution to it and it's, it's going to be done and, and over with. The Magic Amy thing, it never really got 100% resolved. I mean, people have different stories, whether it's Tempest Storm or, you know, just other folks. And so that, that still lingers on, you know, in, in our space. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in our space, like you guys just finished a, a, a wonderful tournament, a wonderful WSOE tournament. We had, you know, Gian last week and talked about all about it. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on it too. But, you know, I, I felt like that was the first time in a long time that we just got like the entire community to really support an event like this, which was, I mean, it was amazing to see, you know, like, and, and I think that it just showed you that we, you know, this type of event can be successful and it's, you know, generally a positive thing, you know, just in terms of, of, of our community as well as just general gaming. So, yeah, I mean, thoughts on that. Thoughts on just the event and, and, and how y'all felt about all of that. Um, I had an incredible time at WSOE. I think it was the best all-female tournament that Hearthstone has ever had. And there's only a couple others that I know of, but I don't know if you'll actually remember this, Chan Man. There was one in China several years ago back i want to say like 2014 2015 really? okay. all women's tournament where they made them all wear like white dresses oh, they had it all decorated God. purple curtains they had them sitting on stools it was just uh, so overtly feminine and it had a wow. horrible reaction absolutely horrendous i wonder why um, Jeez, and terrible. and and this tournament did not do that yeah <laughs> if anything it went in <laughs> other direction and made us all look awesome and capable and strong and confident. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly what the women's community in Hearthstone needed. Yeah. You know, I De definitely it's boosted a, a, a lot of people's streams uh, and just really drawn a lot more attention to the, the issue, which is like people asking the question, you know, so sometimes in negatively, but sometimes just from genuinely like wanting to be informed of why do we need women's tournaments? And then now we can explain to them, look, like we need role models for people to get into it. The, the reason there's more men than women is just a numbers game. It's exposure, right? Yep. Um, there's going to be more male professional players because we're, uh, you know, raising boys to to like in environments where playing video games is okay and we're raising girls in environments where you know they need to be doing practical stuff but if we have role models of women playing professional esports then there will be more girls that see it as something that they're allowed to do um, and that's what i really hope events like wsoe can do for people um, and uh, communities like the all the, the name isn't, badass isn't exactly kid-friendly, but Badass Women of Hearthstone, yeah. We've said worse on this show, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, one thing that was um, 
you know, Patha shared like kind of her story, right? They were, you know, just with her twit longer and definitely appreciate, you know, her doing that. You know, one thing that she said was, you know, kind of getting into specifics, you know, as to why, you know, maybe women are having a harder time is that even practice group wise, you know, like a lot of, you know, guys aren't including, you know, women in their practice groups. And, you know, why is that? I guess let's just dig into the question. Why is that? Do they just not think that, women players are as good, you know, or, I mean, like, I don't know if there there actually is something behind that or not, but that obviously does um, hurt the development of of women players in our, in our, in our community with, if they're not able to, you know, practice with some other pros. I am not as privy to that specific issue because I have a very small practice group and I've never tried to find another one. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I would imagine that, they are pretty elitist. Yeah. And if they don't see you as, as adding value to the group that they wouldn't want to work with you. So I, I definitely believe her. Um, I just, I haven't experienced it because I haven't looked. And, and that's not a sex thing. I mean, if they don't think, you know, if you, you could be a guy and they don't think you're good enough either, they're not going to include you as yeah. well. It's just, it's a real, more of a question of, is it systemic though? Like, is there just this general, you know, like, like notion that, that's, pros feel that way and i don't know the answer to that but i mean i, I can't say i i've had like any concrete information to really you know say one way or the other but i don't know i feel like there is a very good chance that there might be just this this general feelings you know because we just don't see it you know like even when eloise was playing super well like was eloise like in these these, these practice groups I, I don't i don't i think she might have been know. in some of them but i i don't I imagine she would have practiced with at least Tempo Storm, at least, right? But yeah. I, gosh, I don't even remember who was on Tempo Storm then. I mean, I think there just aren't enough like high-level tournament competitive players mm-hmm. who are women. Yeah, for us to really know whether or not they're being excluded from practice groups because uh, the practice groups are going to play with right the best as you say and you can't know who's the best among women because there aren't enough out there so yeah um i mean wsoe really was the first time that we've had yeah a lot of the competitive women in the scene going up against each other directly yeah and even still i don't think that was necessarily like a great representation of who the best is because of all of the right insinuating circumstances well, so what do you guys say to the folks that say, oh, well, you know, having an all women tournament is, is just as exclusive. Or it's not, that's an exclusive type of event. And it's like, you know, and, and the, that whole sentiment, right. And, and how it's negative to do this. type yeah. of event. What do you say to those folks? It's all about, it's all about power dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yes, ideally we want it to just be equal footing, right. In terms of having women compete in, uh, you know, one tournament with everyone else, but until there's more of an equal representation, these women's tournaments are important to provide those role models and to give women exposure and experience because it's really terrifying and overwhelming to go to a land for the first time and it's all men and they're all underestimating you. Um, and then to to like try and compete and do your best under 
uh, all those circumstances. Um, I came from magic, so I was kind of used to that. But if you didn't like grow up with, uh, in my case, like a brother or but like with someone else to go with you to events like that, it's super overwhelming. And I know there are some people that they're very good players, but just don't want to go to those events because they don't want to, you know, they're scared of being on stream and, and like even just knowing about the chat, even if you don't look at it, you're yeah. just thinking, like, God, what are people saying? You know? Yeah. yeah. I grew up with Yu-Gi-Oh! And I remember I would always make my brother or my dad go into the local first, like walk through the oh, door before. Really? Always. Wow. I never wanted to be the first one in because it was just so intimidating and embarrassing for me. I was embarrassed, embarrassed. that I loved playing oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Because I was one of the only women who did it. My friends didn't know. People at school didn't know. It's not something that I was proud of. And it took me a very long time to become proud of you know, the things that I love and, and proud of you know the fact that I've played card games since I was like five years old. Um, yeah. And, and but walk, walking into a venue of people that play Yu-Gi-Oh, though, you, 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 you still felt embarrassed to walk in there with, with all the yeah. people? Wow. Okay. It, it's all men. Yeah. Well, it's all yeah. Men. Yeah. Yeah. Or it was okay. back when I played. I don't know if it's changed. I sure hope it has. The Pokemon community is much more diverse than Yu-Gi-Oh ever was. Right. Uh, and yeah, it's scary as hell. Hmm, man. So yeah. what, what do we do to change this, guys? I mean, just more more events like WSOE or... Um, I mean, because, you know, it, it's all about... For me, it, it, it's about just like getting momentum, right? And doing, you know, a little... It, it's not going to happen tomorrow. It, it's nothing that's going to happen quickly. But it's about just like continuing doing things that we can just to, to you know, keep the momentum that, that WSE started. So what do you guys think, like in terms of ideas to, to keep it going? I mean, I think WSOE set the standard for all women's Hearthstone tournaments. And like Edelweiss was saying, we don't want these to have to happen. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, it's frankly a bit of a stifling environment for women to only play against women but if it's the only opportunity that we have we're going to take it and we're going to do our best to prove that we are not going to need these tournaments forever but for now they are a necessity so i do think more events like wsoe will at least standardize the events a bit so that the community is not so up in arms when they happen right um and ultimately, we will need them less and less as time goes on, as confidence mm -hmm. grows amongst the uh, amongst the females in the community, and as more and more women start to go to events like Dream Hacks and and tour stops. Even yeah. though, you know, we're not going to be having as many tour stops in the future, but eventually, th just the confidence will grow in the community. Mm -hmm. I think WSOE was talking about the next one being like like half and half, like eight women and eight men. You know, I think going at it. What do you think of that? Yeah, they you mentioned think? something in March in Las Vegas, I yeah. think, um, which I was already invited to. And hopefully <laughs> nice. it will actually happen. <laughs> hopefully nice. it will be an official invitation at some point. Right. Um, I think that's great. I think, you know what? Eight, eight women versus eight men is still not, and again, a great representation. Mm -hmm. It is still too small of a sample size for, you know, even if a woman does win the tournament to say that, you know, women are just as good as men. We just need more. We need more yeah. opportunity, yeah. more experience, more examples. And then eventually we will have, like I said, a standardization of um, you know, women competing in Hearthstone tournaments. It doesn't need to be a weird thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, and another thing is like 
it kind of depends who's at the event too, right? For WSOE, they invited primarily people who have a stream and a following. Or popular, yeah. Um, yes. Right. Popular stream, yep. Who are, you know, they're strong players, but not necessarily like the the very top. I, I only barely made it in because Eloise's visa didn't go through. Mm -hmm. um, you were one of the but, better players uh, there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, at, at least, at least yeah. record-wise, right? Yeah. Um, but like Justine uh, regularly makes it to playoffs because mm -hmm. she's more of a ladder grinder, whereas I'm more of a tournament grinder. Um, and, uh, you know, nothing against content creation, but in terms of like a tournament where you're, putting the best of the best, if they put the top women streamers versus just saying Muzzy and yeah, all these people who have been playing championships, right. like yeah. that's not a fair representation. I mean, well, that, that's not put, a good... As much as I love yeah. Hafu, if they put Hafu up against Hunter Ace, you know, maybe Hafu wins. <laughs> no I mean, but uh, it would be rough. <laughs> that would be, yeah, super rough. And, and I don't think that's a good situation. Like, if they brought eight women and eight men, and it was like eight of the literally the best eight players in the world versus the best or best eight men in the world versus the best eight women in the world, that wouldn't that wouldn't be good. <laughs> like that, not only you, yeah, that's, then you also don't want to have to dumb down the male side of it to match the female side of it because then the community response will just be okay. Well, the women yeah, just can't stand up against the best men in the game. Right, but there, there's something in between, and that's kind of what I was meaning. Like there needs to be stepping stones for this, you know. And I think that that showcasing you guys was the first step is you know putting you guys in a like a, a real competitive highly produced environment i think was like what ws was so great about wsoe and, and watching you guys taking it super seriously and you know and, and just being in that environment i think that was like the first thing and uh you know we, we it has to kind of build momentum you know like it has to kind of build up and you know it'd be awesome if there there, there was some breakthrough you know a person that ended up Winning, you know, like let's say, you know, Baitza, they ended up winning the whole thing. You know, obviously that would just like accelerate things by a lot. But, you know, until that happens, I, I feel like, you know, trying to figure out, you know, it's kind of the event organizer's way, you know, to kind of figure out what's going to be the best medium between having, you know, like, like an actual competitive event, you know, people actually competitive and not being destroyed one way or the other versus and, and still having this, this element to it, you know, and trying to, to build uh you know kind of help with the scots right so um you know i think in the end what matters you know it has to be entertaining you know so and i think that um it doesn't need to go overboard where you're just like making you know it's crazy enter you know just making up crazy formats and things like that but at the same time it just it just has to be competitive for it to be entertaining so um yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do there maybe they invite one you know maybe one or two of the best players and then you know, it's a mixture, you know, of, of a lot of different people in the community that are still good players, but just not necessarily, you know, the best of the best uh, quite yet. But, um, but, but, you know, overall, it's good. Yeah. I mean, overall, you know, again, like WSOE, it, it kind of came out of nowhere for me. You know, it's just like, wow, one week, it's just all of a sudden we're going to have an, you know, an, an all-women tournament, even though it wasn't lit, you know, it wasn't actually promoted as an all-women tournament it, it was you know just happened that all the players were women and um it was just like one week it just came out of nowhere and then all of a sudden i'm like oh, okay this is this would be a cool event you know we'll, we'll definitely want to support it you know on the show and everything and then like when i go watch it i'm like whoa whoa this is like 
crazy. <laughs> like all these LED, you know, like the the OGN studio yeah. and everything. I'm like, wow, this that's, is. Amazing. I mean, that's what you can do in esports production if you have money. Yeah, and I know. Boy, do they have money! <laughs> I don't know where it comes from, but I'm happy they have it because they're doing it in a great way. Uh, but they it just, was smacked you in the face with production, and it was awesome. And the viewership spoke for itself. I mean, it was probably our second second or third best viewing event that we had, you know, in 2018 outside of, it you know, every tour stop. Right. Yeah. Easily. It's <laughs> better produced. Touch those numbers this year. Yeah. I mean, better Most format. Better. Match was the team kill match. The team. Wait, which one? Oh, Allie versus Seth versus Allie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. <laughs> that was brutal. Having, having those two go together on, on the very first match too. Right. And then we had the all caster matchup at the end. <laughs> Just a good one too. Um, all right. Well, uh, I think we've got some time for uh, some Q and A. So if you guys have any questions, like in the chat, definitely uh, be sure to include those. Now we we have a couple that were emailed or uh, sent to us on Twitter. So let me kind of bring those up first. Um, let's see. Actually, before we do, let me give a shout out to all our patrons who are, uh, you know, our, our foundation and base support for our show. Really appreciate you guys always for uh you know continuing to allow me, me to do the show every single week so big huge shout out to our legendary producer mike t Raydan, brysel uh to name a few more lee d mike nick p peter v keepa greg s blake t nick b champ w michael s richard g chris c and zach m thanks so much guys and if you want to help us out throw a pleasure away go to patreon.com valuetown and check out everything we have there and it's uh, definitely greatly appreciated. All right, so here we go. Uh, oh, here's a question in chat. Walk Kush asks, I always have... Wait, no. So what, what's the origin of Songbird? I don't think I've ever asked you to, but I have to imagine it has to do with singing because I know you can sing well. Yeah. <laughs> sure. um, so I am a classically trained soprano singer. Um, nice. I used to actually sing at weddings part-time. Nice. High school and college, I was a wedding singer. Yeah. Um, I was a competitive... Um, all state, all state choir, not all state. No, no I never did all okay. state. I yeah. uh, my music theory wasn't the best. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. had the time to get it up there for all state, but yeah, I had a yeah. bunch of friends who did it. Um, no, I was I was more of a soloist than I was a, mm -hmm. a choral singer. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you watch me stream, I got into the Twitch Sings beta, so I've been doing that. Nice. In there. How but, is that, by the way? Is that super fun? Is, so fun really i mean it's, it's okay. literally just twitch backed karaoke but like yeah, the ui cool. is fantastic okay yeah it's great and the, the, how does that work twitch chat picks the song is that is that how it works I you forget. you can put it to a vote and have twitch chat vote on which song you want to do mm -hmm. but uh you just you pick it you sing it it scores you and then like okay. based on scores you can like pimp out an avatar it's basically just dance but for singing yeah yeah that's fun. Yeah. Now that's really it's cool fun. that they they're able to kind of integrate it so so heavily and and have it just you know, you know be available to a bunch of folks. Um, okay, so Andrew Braun from Twitter has a question, and I'll, I'll throw this one to you, Edelweiss. Uh, is post nerf Druid dead? And if not, what Druid deck should I be playing? So it looks like uh, Hakkar Druid has been one that people are playing because of the Gadgetson cycle. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to necessarily ramp up to UI since you can just uh, 
play gadgets in Oxenier, and and as long as you're removing things, Floop's glorious gloop will like refresh your <laughs> mana and stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's one for standard. Um, I expect that we'll see some kind of aggro version um, of, of 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 druid show up later on, but in wild. Jade Druid is still fine. Um, yep. You know, it just means you don't run Wild Growth at all since you've just got the uh, the Jade Blossom ramp spell, which is just strictly better than Wild Growth at this point. Um, and Nourish is still fine. Um, so, uh, yeah, as long as you're, you're playing things on curve well enough, uh, losing the ramp isn't as much of a hit. Mm-hmm. I will say, I did see Jackie Chan playing uh, Egg Druid. Egg Druid again? He broke it of out course again? It yeah, okay. It didn't look terrible. <laughs> okay. It looked okay. <laughs> it's not terrible. Okay. Maybe, maybe there's something there. I don't know. Oh, the nice thing about Egg Druid is never relied on ramp. You know, like it, it's always been, you know, without wild growth and, and nourish. So it would make sense. I mean, that was my first inclination because I, I remember, you know, I, brought, I think I might have brought this up last time, but I, I remember I did a Valuton showdown, which used to be these mat, these uh, show matches I would just do to for proof of concept for formats. And um, one of them was you would kind of do this draft where you, you would pick a class and it would determine the matchups like each round. And then the very last round was just a mirror matchup. So there was like five rounds of matchups. And during each round, you could ban two cards. And so it was, uh, I think it was Orange against Jackie. And Orange like, oh man, I'm banning Wild Growth and Nourish. And then Jackie just started laughing because he his Egg Druid has nothing. And it was like really popular at the time. And he was like, I'm just going to play my regular Egg Druid. <laughs> it's like super good. So yeah, it's not it's not surprising that that, <laughs> that might actually be good right now. Um, so yeah, other, I think all the other decks are just like, they definitely took a huge hit. Like they just dropped off like all the, the top tiers. So, uh, yeah, give those tr- a try for sure. Um, let's see. Another question we got here is, uh, there's a question about Brode. Okay. Do you think Ben Brode and second dinner's new announced game with money and backing from Marvel and NetEase will be a card game, uh, or perhaps an RPG style net? NetEase is most known for? That's a good question, whether it's going to be a card game or not. Um, do they have, you know, when you when you leave, do they have to sign any kind of non-compete? I have no idea. Especially at, at like their, you know, Young Wu and, and Ben's stature, or even Hamilton's stature you. as well. I wonder if they do or not, but I hope it's a card game. I, I mean, I'll tell you that much. I hope it's a Marvel card game. That'd be I pretty will sweet. Say, um, Ray C was he did some some sleuthing and some speculating. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah. Marvel has a League of Legends comic book, and there's been some rumblings that League of Legends is creating a card game. So he put two and two together and was speculating that maybe oh. Second Dinner is working on the League of Legends card game, okay. backed by Marvel. Okay. I don't know. Okay. But it's a possibility. I mean, that's obviously that's a very game. realistic possibility here, given the team and everything. What do you think, Adel? You, you think it's a uh, you think it's a card game, or do you think it's something else? I don't know. I feel like it would it would be one or the other, League of Legends or Marvel. I sort of 
I'm torn because on the one hand, all we know from these designers is a card game, right? So Didn't it Broad could be, maybe they want to. Yeah, Broad started in Warcraft, but uh, but I, I mean, I think he he was like on the, the TCG really early on though, right? Like pr- pretty soon after. So, um, you know, to, you know, to your point, yeah, all we know is I think their, their most notable work has been a card game. So, um, could they make an RPG? I don't know. An RPG Marvel game, which doesn't really get me going. Like I, I'm not, I'm not that interested in an RPG Marvel game. It's been done before, you know. So it seems more likely to me, though. I don't really? know. I, I, I think oh, that because I think if they're partnered with Netties, I feel like it's going to be a strictly mobile game. Mm, yeah. And most of the card games that we have, their digital card games, they have, you know, they may have a mobile possibility, but they're not strictly mobile. So I'm inclined to say it's more likely to be some kind of RPG than than a, a mobile card game. I hope it's a card game. Yeah. I will play the hell out of it. <laughs> Me too. I mean, My it's God. set up to be super good. Like if it's perfect for a card game, the Marvel universe. So I think that that would be exciting. So to clarify something with Netties, so they're not partnered with them. Like Netties is fully like, is the big investor in the company the 30 mil that they raised so i don't you know i I don't think it's a situation where it's like a diablo you know like where where diablo immortals is basically you know skinned one of their games yeah Yeah. this one i think they are building from scratch they're they're building their team hiring people you know and and that's what makes me think even more that it's going to be um uh, a card game but mobile i mean you have to have a mobile game like if you want something that's crazy successful you have to have a mobile play as well so I can almost expect there will be some element of that. I mean, I hope it's not a direct competitor to Hearthstone, but I could very easily see it. And if it's a card game, it has to be a direct competitor to Hearthstone, well, right? It's... I mean, yeah, so, somewhat. If it's a mobile, but also PC option card game, then yes, it would be directly competitive. Yeah. And like... I mean, Hearthstone's a giant, but there is nothing that Hamilton, Broden, and Yongwu can't do. So, yeah. I don't well, know. Maybe maybe we can choose more than nine heroes at a time. You know, that'd be that'd be pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, you may only have Marvel characters. <laughs> exactly. Only nine of them. Oh gosh! All right. Uh, let's see. We've got Purple Panda Ashley. Does Hunter need? Wait. Does Hunter need a nerf now that it's seemingly the OP class now? Monk S, and would you nerf the Spellstone to nerf it, Monk S? Oh, the Spellstone. Mm. Uh, I mean, I think the Spellstone is just like one of many things <laughs> that Hunter has that's you know quite, quite you know just value wise super good. But um, does it need a nerf? I don't think it's going to need a nerf once Rexar is gone. Like so, I, I I think that leading up into the reset, uh, Hunter. Uh, does not need to lose anything because they're going to be losing a lot at the reset. So uh, I I'd like to see them not be just destroyed once the reset happens. What yeah, I mean we we took a look at the win percentages of various decks earlier on mm-hmm. in the show on HS Replay. Hunters yeah. not much higher than a lot of other classes and other decks right now. If there was a serious discrepancy in win rate and you know um, percentage that people are playing on ladder, I would say, yeah, it's probably worth looking at it. But Hunter is not unbeatable. Like, Odd Paladin has a higher win rate than Hunter. Even Paladin has a higher win rate than Hunter right now, too. Yeah. 
It can that's certainly be because they beat Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. But that's the thing. It's like as yeah. soon as a deck that's the life cycle of a Hearthstone meta. As soon as a deck prominently beats the most prominent deck, then suddenly something else will rise up to be Odd Paladin. You know, maybe we're gonna yeah. have Warrior and then maybe Hunter comes back because it counters the Warrior. Yeah. And, and that's how you have a healthy meta. You have this rock, paper, scissors balance to keep it in check. Yeah. The, the nice thing about the hunters, I have to say, even though there's like four, you know, like, like four of them on here, um, or maybe even five of them here, is that they're not crazy different. You know what I mean? There, there definitely are some different elements. Some are, some are meant to go a little bit later. Some are a little bit more aggressive, but they're not so different that you play, you have to play them extremely, you know, really, really approach them differently. Where like you know with a druid, it, it could have been a lot of different things, or with like warlock at times too, it could be like one polar opposite, or things are polar opposite. So I, I think that's one of the reasons why I don't have quite as much problems with it. Um, and what do you think, Eddie Weiss? Do you think uh, hunter is a big big problem right now? I, yeah, as you said, it's going to lose so much with rotation. I don't think we really need a nerf. Um, and while there are several different archetypes, you find out a lot faster which, you know, around which one it is. As soon as your opponent plays a secret, you're like, all right, well, it's either Spell Hunter or, you know, Subject Nine Hunter, or they play an egg and you know it's Death Rattle Hunter. So even though, you know, that doesn't help you on the mulligan, at least you can start playing around what archetype they are a lot sooner than you could with Druid, where it was the same, like, 20-some cards, and then whatever finisher they use yeah but you know turn two you see the secret you know <laughs> it limits it down to you know a lot more than uh, uh than you know, some other class um, you could literally go the entire game against druid and not know what druid they were playing. i know you could lose so and come out of that game going what kind of druid was it well when you see pounce yeah, at least no, it's the hot card, right? right. Nothing else That's plays right. that. But yeah, just Could all the other gunk. ones. <laughs> right, right. Uh, okay, so Jub77 in Twitch chat says, what's a common misconception people have about playing the best decks the pros play in ladder? Something besides the obvious pick-up-and-play idea. Oh, hmm. what's the obvious pick-up-and-play idea? What, do you, what does he mean by that? Uh, misconception. I think like just pick up the best deck, play with it, and you'll have the success. Oh, that they okay. Do. There's something okay outside of that. Um, misconception. What else can be misconception? Um, I will say that um, a misconception that I think a lot of people have is that the best decks are the only decks that are viable and the only decks that you can have success with. When that's not the case, there are a lot of fringe decks that perform really well. Mechathune um, yeah. decks are really strong right now even though I would not say that they are the best decks. They're not the most obvious decks to play, but Mechathune Warlock and Mechathune Priest are really strong. So, um, yeah. yeah, the best decks are the most straightforward, but the fringe decks also uh, can be very strong. Well, and then on the other side of things, there's sometimes best decks that are probably not the best deck for the average player. You know, Razaka's Priest had an insane win rate when it was in Standard, and now in Wild, it's considered one of the Tier 1 decks. But you see a lot more people playing Big Priest or Resurrect Priest because the Reno Priest is, is difficult to pilot. I think that's true of APM in, in Standard, yep. right? Mm. Very good deck. But if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to lose half a dozen games before you, you figure out how to win with it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and another thing, too, is... <laughs> I don't even work there anymore, but I'm still going to be telling how awesome, you know, HS replay is. And 
one thing that you know we really pushed you know from a even a product standpoint when i was there is that um you know even our just the, the slogan it, it's it's mostly about you know where you are you know where where the pros play which is the top the, the top of the legend is a different environment than where you're probably playing like if you're playing rank three rank four rank five and that's kind of where this popularity charts so great because you can see that there are differences as to like what the distribution is of, of what people are playing depending on what rank you are you know all the way down to here you know what i mean it's like it's not the same across the board so what you should be playing to climb from say rank five to rank four or rank you know four to five is much different than what folks are playing at the very very top a lot of times you know, and that's why, you know, say like Quest Rogue, for instance, that's a good example. Quest Rogue was like super good at the highest of legends, but it was terrible. Like if you were looking down, you know, in the lower ranks where people are just playing nonstop like aggro decks. So, you know, make sure you know where you are and, and you know, you can use tools like Agents Reblend and, and, and figure out what you should be playing, you know, by using their meta tier decks or, or meta tier or popularity chart. So, I mean, the four um, percent difference between rank one and legend for spellhunter, it doesn't huge, seem like much, but huge. it's a staggering amount. Yeah, four percent less of the meta is playing spellhunter at legend yeah. than rank one, which yeah. is literally the rank right below legend. Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. No, that's that's a definitely a huge thing. Um, but outside of that, yeah, I mean, there's n not not too much more. And you know, like you said, Edelweiss, I, I think that one of the things that we were working on, you know, before I left was just um, providing an element to show, like we, like one of the things again, I kind, I need to get them sponsoring me again. <laughs> like, no, but one of the things that that you know we can do is, or that we were were presenting here was, uh, I think it's decks here. We introduced this um, player experience where it would show you the win percentage based on players that have played at least 50 games, right? Because the stats, if you just look at the regular stats, are, are players that have played one game ever. with You know, like when you actually pick up and play it, I mean, we're counting those stats. But if you actually click on this, you can, you can see more of a true representation of how good, you know, you'll eventually be, you know, with the deck and what the win rate should look like at that point. You can have average game time. That's awesome. Yeah, average game time as well. So there's an actual another level with this, which we were trying to get, you know, who are kind of the best pilots, you know, like the, the people who are actually the best pilots of this deck versus, you know, an average player, what the range is, what the win percentage range is even between that. And I think that was a little hard to convey to people right off the bat. So we're kind of, I think the plan was, at least when I was there, was just to introduce this first and then eventually work, you know, towards the pilot rating type of thing. So, um, you know, lots of cool things coming up, you know, with Harsim and, and HS Replay. So you know, definitely be on the lookout for that. And, you know, I think those things will help you too, you know, in terms of figuring out, okay, when I first play this deck, I should expect this win rate versus when I start, you know, learning how to actually play the deck, I can expect this win rate. So, um, pretty cool. Stats are cool. <laughs> you know, I think uh, very, very helpful in a game like this. Um, but I think that's it for the questions. Let me double check, see if there's anything else in, on Twitter. But uh, thanks everybody for, for writing those in. Some good questions today. And uh, gosh, pancakes or waffles, guys? Yeah. Any? Mm, depends on the day. Yeah. Yeah. Usually pancakes, but I do like a good waffle. My wife makes waffles all the time. I, I don't. I, I don't remember the last time we we actually made pancakes at home. But we we should do that sometimes. I I, I bought my wife one of those uh, because she makes cupcakes all the time. One of those yeah. uh, dispensers, you know, where you put the batter in it and it, and it just it just 
it just opens up a little hole and it just goes straight into the the, the cupcakes. And I think you're supposed to make pancakes with that thing too. Oh. So maybe we can try that out. Can huh. uh, <laughs> can uh, make make some breakfast one day. Uh, but Edelweiss, uh, Cora, thanks for coming on the show. You know, this is a great show. I think the topics were really, really great today. So, uh, you know, I really appreciate you guys coming on and, and giving your great insight. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's always fun. So, uh, yeah. happy to come on whenever you need me. Yeah, for sure. And oh, one last thing guys. So, uh, the playoffs start this weekend. No. Yeah. This, yeah, weekend. this weekend starts this weekend starts this weekend i think it's europe first eu's first so uh definitely tune into that play hearthstone you know see who uh ends up winning their their uh, specific region it's gonna be exciting and then um these these two hopefully will be playing in the wild tournament right after you guys get oh. top 100 in, in, oh, we'll in january <laughs> right can't just play dude paladin anymore it's <laughs> not as easy anymore champion you can't play Shutterwalk either, right? Like the you're uh, like owning the no, Shutterwalk. No, you can game. still. You can. You play can? Okay, okay, that's good. Oh, maybe I'm gonna do that. That sounds fun. <laughs> no, but uh, you guys want to do any shoutouts before you take off? Edelweiss, uh, you want to start us off? Where can they find I'm you? All that good sure. stuff. Yeah. So first, to you and, and Cora for having me on. You know, I've yeah. listened to the show forever, so it's it's amazing to to be on as a guest. Um, Shout out as well to uh, Ray C. Um, I sort of first got into the whole podcasting community when he became a host of Well Met, and um, I got like some coaching from him. And since then, uh, I've just become way more involved. He's been very, very kind to me. Uh, probably a big reason why I was able to attend WSOE at all. So, oh. nice, uh, yeah. Okay, Cora. Yeah, any shouts? Um, you know, what? I'm gonna give my shout out to Edelweiss. She helped me out mm -hmm. a lot at WSOE um, with prep and and with uh, things afterwards. So she's a much better Hearthstone player than I am, guys. If you don't already follow her, um, please go yes, and do so sure. because she's wonderful. All right, and I'll wrap things up. Thanking the to you guys for doing it, and uh, you know, it, it's. Yeah, everybody else for watching of course it's always a i mean i love doing shows where we get a chance to talk about you know some some interesting topics sometimes you know a lot of episodes we just end up talking about meta and talking about uh, decks and cards mm -hmm. and you know it's good sometimes to not have a lot of drama in hearthstone but at the same you know at the same time it's, it's nice to you know the drama sometimes brings up very important topics so um you know definitely Happy that we're getting a chance to talk about some important things like that, uh, especially on today's show. But uh, you can find the uh, episode on all the usual channels on the youtube.com slash championv uh, channel for the VOD, as well as uh, all the audios on iTunes, as well as Android or Google Play and soundcloud.com slash championv and Spotify. So you can find it all there. Just look up Valley Town and you'll find it. But that's going to be it, guys, for this week. So for Edelweiss, Cora, and myself, Champion V, we'll see you next week. Bye.